Hey everyone, I know it's been quite a long time since I've been able to put out any content. That's mainly because as much as I was able to prep and set up templates and such during the beginning of the pandemic, I have recently gotten back to being full-time at the office and, well, everything else just seems to be epically more complicated as this pandemic continues into what will be its second year, unfortunately. But... I was able to secure a time slot and sit down with Orchid from the Guardians of Lore and Focused Fire Chat podcast, and she was gracious enough to accept my invite. We were able to talk, and we talked about all sorts of fun stuff. What you are listening to right now is an edited version of what was streamed live on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash hypersyntax. And I hope to be doing more of these live recordings in the future once I get my OBS to properly set up and behave the way I need it to. Hopefully that'll be in time for the next one. And once I get that set up, I hope to be able to send up or to set up even more properly created content. So let's get into it. Crosstalk. The unintentional transfer of signals between communication channels. A casual conversation. Finally live. Oh my goodness, Orchid, you are of the most amazing patience. I just le- need to let you know. Uh, yeah, the I smiles. For years. I patience is definitely something I have in spades. So oh, fabulous. It's just yeah. uh so I, I suppose I probably should have started this off with the proper intro of oh, Hello World, this is Video Game Crosstalk, episode 050. Ooh, milestone episode. Yeah. Congratulations. 50. I've been doing this thing for like five years on and off with various oh life is absolutely chaotic because I got the great idea of starting this podcast soon before my first son was born. Aww. Because you know, that's a great time to start something new. Right. I mean, if you're going to start something, do it right before your child is born. Because <laughs> that's when you have a lot of time. Yeah, it's like my last hurrah. I was <laughs> uh, blogging and doing a bunch of other stuff for years prior to. And I finally got up the nerve to actually do a podcast back then. I was like, yes, I'm going to do this. It's going to be awesome. And, oh, great timing. Good job, idiot. <laughs> so, so that's great. Oh, and I just shut down my show notes. There we are. Yes, Video Game Cross, like the, basically the semi-monthly, semi-occasional now uh, podcast of gamers talking tech science and whatever else comes to mind. I'm your host, Anthony DeRossi, and with me this episode is Tree Scientist. <laughs> And co-host of not one but two Destiny lore-centric podcasts, Orchid. Hello, oh, hi, Orchid. Hi, hi, hello. So, 
thank you. Thank you so, so much for joining me. And this has been a long time coming. I, wow. So I checked my podcast stats uh, while I was getting this all set up. And apparently I have not put out an episode in like three months. It's been painful. It's okay. Neither have we for Focus Fire Chat. So (laughs) whatever. (laughs) We match. (laughs) Fabulous. Fantastic. It's just, it's weird. So my day job, I started off the plague with like 60% work from home, 70% work from home, 30% in the office. And Mm -hmm. just like everyone else, I was able to explore a bunch of my other hobbies and stuff. And that's where I got a lot of my YouTube stuff kind of like finalized and templates were made. It's like, hey, I can actually do this stuff now. But the way things have shaken out and like the real reason why you haven't put out an episode in so long is that in order to make things work between life and everything that goes along with it, I go to the office. Now I'm going to start complaining about my hours and I understand and we'll get into what your insane work hours are (laughs) in just a bit, but I've been getting up at like five o'clock in the morning. That's about when I get up. Yeah. To, uh, get into the office and just before i started this up i just put my second son to bed my eldest son so it's like okay it's 8 30 ish i finished dealing with the house everything else that needs to be done and go 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 yep <laughs> that's I, about it i, I got, understand that <laughs> yeah yeah, I get enough time to like do an hour or so, two hours if I'm feeling spite. There have been times where I've done, you know, game to till 11 o'clock at night and I've paid for it the next morning. Oh, long gone are the days of 2 a.m. gaming, 3 a.m. gaming. I streamed until 3 a.m. last night. I saw that in Discord. And I was up until four and I woke up at six for oh. work. How you feeling? I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> I've gotten about two hours of sleep like every single night the entire week. And oh, that's no. like pretty much like what I subsist on lately. <laughs> oh, no. So I just like crash really hard at the weekend and just sleep a lot if I'm oh, not working. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Except like last weekend when I was working all weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, all yeah. Right. So uh, also people will notice that I have yet a different yet another different uh setup layout for my video aspect of this i'm trying to figure this out i had everything working like beautifully at like 11 o'clock this morning because i uh, was able to take one of my holiday floaters today and it was great i got so much stuff so so many backlog things done around the house and yes getting ready for this show was one of them but of course, once I tried to put the final little bits and pieces together, everything explodes. <laughs> of course. That's how it's supposed to work, obviously. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So this is what we're going to deal with. A uh, Everyone's going to be able to see the, the show host dashboard view of Zencaster now. And this is my first time using their video chat application. So this is... It's working. It's working pretty well. I'm seeing like no choppiness in your video. I'm seeing no choppiness in my video, which is a huge plus for many 
obvious reasons, but one in particular, about a month or two ago, I bought a bunch of those Google Google Home nodes. So rather than like a standard router and a network extender, I now have like a mesh network in the house mm-hmm. and it's working. So yay for that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because this is kind of an older house and there's a lot of like metal pipes in the walls. So where this office is on the second floor, I used to get really spotty signal strength. So even the audio only would kind of blank out on me on occasion. So the fact that I've got a video chat going right now with no issues, is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So yeah, that's all the craziness that I've got going on. What have you been up to lately? Working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Working, podcast stuff, streaming. It's pretty much all I do. Okay. So what were you streaming Playing a lot last of Halo. Got I the was Halo streaming... Going. I was streaming Osu. Uh, it's a rhythm game. That? It's a rhythm game. It's rhythm my game? favorite game. Really? Yeah, it's my favorite game. So what? What? What's the style of this? Um, there are a bunch of different modes in mm-hmm. Osu. There is a circle clicky mode where you use like a Wacom tablet and a pen. And okay. Yeah. Uh huh. So I mean, I could. I could. I have my my Weeb tablet cover on mine. <laughs> okay, very nice. It's mostly, nice. Beca- it's mostly because my tablet's got like chips in it, so I have a cover on mine to mitigate all the chips since my tablet's old. Okay. Um, because you want to minimize all of the input lag as much as possible. Oh yeah, so, I can imagine. Yeah, with rhythm uh, games. Yeah. After Wacom CTH four eighties, they started putting smoothing into the tablet like hardware itself okay and those are terrible garbage oh really so the cth 480 and earlier are considered really good but they're old and they're hard to find Ah. so everything you find is used so the used ones are very expensive because everyone knows those are the good ones really Uh, so they're still a hundred something dollars if you find one and they're not in good condition and you're gonna pay if you want it I have a second one just in case. All right, good. Backup, <laughs> redundancy, contingencies. I love it. I know. <laughs> we're we're going to keep that one nice and pretty and set to the side, just like you got it. Yeah. But I mean, like, my pen is wrapped in like a tennis racket, like wrapping stuff because it slides out of your hand really easily. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you're like flinging your pen all over the place. <laughs> So you're essentially jumping and running around, following circles all over the place. Okay, and, and trying to hit them in time in rhythm. Okay. it's like an aim trainer. It's like an aim trainer for weebs. Is essentially what it is. Okay, it's a lot of like so <laughs> how do you, music. So how do you spell this? Because I'm I'm taking notes right now. O S U exclamation point. Okay, all lowercase. And it's free. Everything is free. Oh, nice. You don't have to pay for it. Okay. Um, you can get supporter, which is like twenty nine dollars a year, which helps support all the servers. Um, okay. But you don't have to. All of the beat maps are done by other players, and it's all like very popular music. So it's just like it's the DMCA, the game. If you want to stream it. <laughs> <laughs> 
but they also have Taiko. Uh, Taiko is a very popular game in Asia. Okay. So like the number of times I've been there and if you go in the big arcades in like Japan, Malaysia, um, Thailand are the three like major places I've been to mm-hmm. and China, like the fourth one. And they all have these like Taiko machines. <laughs> so they have these big drums and they have um, like red and blue circles. And that tells you where to hit on the drum in the machine. Okay. And it's so it's the same. It's the same game. They have a similar game on Nintendo. So I think it's Taiko Notes Tatsujin, I think is the name of it on Nintendo. But they have the same Taiko game on Osu. And they have I think they have similar ones elsewhere. They also have a Mania games, like a keyboard game. That's kind of like a DDR game. Okay. Like the scrolly screen. Ah, one of those. Yep, 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 yep. They have a fruit catching game. We don't talk about that one. That's like the weird, like redheaded stepchild. <laughs> it's just, we don't talk about it. Okay. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I haven't done the rhythm games in so long. Uh, but I used to have so much fun. Uh, mainly just the Guitar Hero. That, I love I, Guitar Hero. I had like, I had parties at my old apartment for Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. because i had uh, i lived in the middle of downtown and it was just a one bedroom oh total bachelor pad total bachelor mm-hmm. pad uh and one of the walls was just this big blank white wall and i had an old projector so i mean at this time it was xbox 360 right and the resolution of the projector was pretty much crap Mm-hmm. But when you've got a 10-foot diagonal for your screen. Oh, yeah. And you're playing Guitar Hero. We're mm-hmm. not looking for fidelity here. Really aren't. No. Yeah. I love Guitar Hero. That was one of my favorite games so when I was much. younger. Yeah. So I still have my guitar. Do you? Mm-hmm. Do you have it close by? Uh, it's in the cabinet. It's in the cabinet. Okay. Still works. The- I had my, I think I finally got rid of it, but when I brought it to one of the local game shops, they just looked at it and went, no. That's too bad, because like <laughs> they'll pay a lot of money for working ones, and that's why I won't sell mine, because it still works. So. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. You weeb. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Embrace it. Embr- I recently joked with some friends of mine at the office that I talk about my gaming stuff with and I've been playing so much of the Yakuza series I love those games I didn't know I was a weeb until I started playing (laughs) Yakuza Yakuza 3 is pretty pretty princess it's the best one out of all of them How do you um, not love that game? Oh my gosh, you get to dress all of them up and make them so pretty, and then you get to like have them date other people. Oh my gosh, I love that game. So Ooh. I actually really enjoyed that version of the Hostess Club. I love that game. <laughs> like I felt really weird. It's like you know, mid to upper thirties, suburban dad, just like playing dress up with anime girl. <laughs> no, but it's so mini good. Game was really good. It's so good. It was better than the mini games. I think in the rest of them, it's so good. Yeah, it definitely is. And 
games. Like the first one was one of the free PlayStation games. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I've, I've heard about it. It seems to have like this cult following kind of thing. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. <clears throat> and it was the most amazing, ridiculous cross blend of amazing, gritty underworld crime drama. So well mm. written. The main campaign is so amazingly complex with the multiple storylines and it works and in the end things all wrap up together and it is flanked immediately on either if you deviate from that campaign ridiculousness yeah <laughs> of, yeah no, of the good. most wonderful kind so i've been playing mm-hmm. a lot of that i've played up through five i just completed five recently and in my backlog i still have six and Like a Dragon sitting on my shelf. I also recently picked up, since I finally got a PlayStation 5 a couple months ago, finally, I picked up Ghost of Tsushima. So <gasps> I need to work my way through that. That is coming to PC, I believe. Is it? I believe, yes. Yeah, Sony's been pushing some of their exclusives to PC. So I believe Ghost of Tsushima and Horizon Zero Dawn, the Horizon franchise, is coming to PC. Yeah, I highly suggest both of those. I wasn't expecting Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn to be as good as what, like, I think in a previous episode or two. No, in several previous episodes, actually, I talk about how I mocked the crap out of that game. Because uh, I thought thought the entire premise was ridiculous and stupid. Like, ridiculous in a bad way. And then I played it, and the story actually made sense. And it It's became, really good. It became plausible. So I got Like a Dragon, Ghost of Tsushima, and from another used game shop, I picked up Persona 5. And I'm just looking at my backlog and saying, like, I'm not a weeb. I swear I'm not a weeb. Persona 5 is the weebiest of all the games. <laughs> How are you not when you have that game in your cart? Oh, my God. I need to just start accepting it at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I need to you really stop. do. really need to stop fighting it. Jeez. It's going to be so great once I finally get to it, though. And it's funny. So, <laughs> and then to, to make it worse, oh, I'm just going to keep digging myself in this hole. Uh, to make it worse, I decided I want to take a break from a bunch of other games and, again, attack my backlog. So I loaded up Sleeping Dogs. And then I realized <gasps> another great Sleeping game. Sleeping Dogs is so good. It has dress up in that game, too. How much face <laughs> do you have? Do you have 10 face? Do you have full oh. face? No, I don't have 10 faces. Not yet. How do you not have 10 faces in that game? That's like the first thing you should do is get all the (laughs) faces. I'm working on it already. I have to tell you, there is a real life application for that game. Let me tell you a story. I'm listening. I work work for a Chinese company. And yeah, I work for a Chinese company. Hear me out. And so I am pulled into a meeting um, with executives and like people from another company. They are also from a Chinese company. And they're like, oh, you do anime? Come into our meeting where they speak Mandarin. I'm like, that's racist, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not even the same language, guys, but all right. (laughs) 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 <laughs> do you see where this is headed yeah i think i do <laughs> but i read a lot of garbage chinese web novels it's one of my favorite things to do i'm not even joking <laughs> so do you speak the language very very little mandarin okay. i can understand um oh. 
Do do I speak it? No. Do I understand it? A little bit. Just a little bit? Okay. Um, I've been to China a few times. Um, The two times ago I was there, I bought um, an Erhu, which is like a Chinese violin that you put on your lap. Okay. And I had to nav- I had to navigate that not in English, so I was very proud of myself. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I bought a thing. <laughs> look, look, mom. <laughs> look, mom. I didn't get screwed over, and I bought an instrument. Yes. <laughs> I can also usually buy food and like not die. So okay, good. I'm gonna call that a win. That, but oh. um, so they pulled me into this meeting, and like, they're really they wanted me there for their understanding of like who has face and who doesn't because i have an innate understanding of face from playing video games so and reading like chinese novels okay hold up hold up hold up because i just assumed that face face is real no that is is a thing that's a thing that is real that is a thing okay because that is that is not fake that is real Okay, so my un- initial understanding, which is now about to be just just been stated to be false, was that the game has three level leveling systems. You got your triad, mm-hmm. you got your your cop, and then you have your face, which I just assume was just like general experience levels. Face is a thing in China. So it's not a numerical level, but it is a thing. Let me explain it to you. It's yeah, very yeah, hard to explain. Face in China is like your outward appearance and everything in China is about your outward appearance because like, although they're a communist country, like it's more about like what you exude, okay. especially in like the upper echelons. So people will go, people will be homeless and live in a Bugatti, like really? that's about having face. Okay. And it's all about like, it's all about like who you are seen with. It's wow. literally like if you're at a party and you're seen with someone who doesn't have like the face, like your face goes down. Like it's all about appearances and like <sighs> and it's all about like giving face to somebody else. So if like you have more face than someone else, so you're giving them more face by being seen with them. Or it's it's all like So it's all it's, it's like a whole thing. The, like the popularity um, yeah. how you ex- what you exude what you how how you're perceived yeah is like very heavily okay oh and yeah this is this is and one it's of those all things- about like it's all about labels and clothing and like how nice your bag is and how nice your show like, how nice your shoes are and how nice your your car is and like and I thought that Americans is were all a part of it oh no 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 okay. you know nothing <laughs> Uh, it's just it's ask a, my wife yeah then we it's know this thing. Is true. <laughs> okay. it's it's a whole thing oh see and this is where i need to like remind but myself that i am the outsider but okay. for companies for example mm-hmm. uh our company i had a project where we were um we were going to start running unbleached sawdust pulp we don't do that that's not a thing we do Okay. where I work um, because we make paper and we make pulp, but we don't do unbleached sawdust. Like that's ludicrous. Why would anyone buy that? The answer is nobody. Like okay. that's not a product anyone wants. Um, but for a while there was an embargo on shipping bleached products into China because um, they have their own bleach plants and it was something about clo too. And I don't really understand like what the actual reason was, mm. 
But so our company was trying to get around that by shipping the unbleached sawdust. So they were going to another company and saying, hey, do you want to buy this? We're willing to send you a bunch of this product that we don't have. We've never run on our dryer before, but you know, like the head of our QA department will make a bunch of these by hand for you. Hmm. It took me like a month to make enough because they wanted like almost like 50 kilograms of it. All right. If that's... And, uh, no, they're... <laughs> <laughs> because our companies like heads found out about it and we're not giving them face... They shut the project down. Oh my goodness. That's insane. That's intense. Wow. Okay. So I. So my boss didn't understand why. She's like, well, I don't know why. They just said, like, we can't do it for them. I'm like, it's because we're not giving them face. She's like, what what does that mean? I'm like, I just told you, we're not giving them face. That's a really good explanation. How do you not understand that? (laughs) So this. The next time I fire this game up, this is going to take on a whole new meaning for me. Yeah, it's actually, it's like a whole thing. It's a whole and thing. I thought it was too until I started reading Chinese novels. And that's like... That are translated into English. Be, Poorly, because, like, by the way. is not translated well. well. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of like, are you sure that's what that means? <laughs> yeah, I've run into that a few times. Uh, we had a... Uh, exchange student uh, in my college days and there were certain expressions that he thought they meant one thing and it was hilariously wrong and we like he handed in part of a group project and we all had to like go time (laughs) we need to talk Oh no. I will send you that story in our Discord chat. <laughs> Not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of my favorite because, books is, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it, one of my favorites is Trial Marriage Husband Need to Work Hard. That's the name of the book. Okay. Yeah, just run with it. Like that that's that should set the bar where they where they are. Right. Just use your imagination. <laughs> okay, so we are already a good ways into this. Let's get into the episode a little bit more proper. So the first thing I do in these episodes is we are going to nerd out on some of the science stuff now. So as I said in the beginning, mentioned you are a you have described yourself as a tree scientist in certain Discord. That so, was not the name I gave myself. That was the name other people gave me. <laughs> All right. So, so, so tell me. So, because I know you, you be a nerd. I, I, I do be nerd. You do be nerd. I have seen I references. I, we can smell each other. <laughs> All right. We have an odor about us. It's like, yeah, uh, a friend of mine once put it where, like, he just looked at a guy at a party and said, like, yeah, he rolls mm-hmm. dice. <laughs> so, so what do you, are you allowed to discuss your day job? Um, I can do it in, like, general terms. Sure. 
Um, but I have I have a PhD in um, in forestry and soil science. Okay. So I guess that makes me a tree scientist ish. My wife is a dirt person. She has her PhD uh, in geology. A dirt person. Wait, we, we actually didn't... talked about this a while ago. I've That's gone right, to GSA. We did. Yeah, we both got. Yeah, we were talking about getting drunk at GSA because that's what it's for. <laughs> yeah, I remember gosh. now. Okay, yeah, GSA is for drinking. I don't care what anyone else says. <laughs> yeah, I, I was my wife's uh, arm candy. That's right. To... <laughs> we were talking about that. How you're? Yeah, you were the arm candy. Yeah, I, I would go and I'm like, I don't understand anything of what's going on. It's like, it's okay. Just ask to ask them to explain it to a non-geologist. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. They and, love doing that. That's their favorite. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, it was good practice as I am told, particularly for the students that it is good practice for them to just work on their pitch, to work on their discussion yep. skills. Yeah. Can you explain what you do? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. Pretty much. Yeah. So, kind of so what was yeah. your research in? Uh, my research was in uh, the chelating of heavy metals um, out of forest soils. Okay. So um, I can kind of keep up with that before... For the non-geologist, for the how can I just how can I describe it? Um, I had a really good description of it somewhere that was actually like a good description. Trying to think of it. Okay, so um, the like chelating makes things available to plants. So, like, imagine you have like an iron, Mm -hmm. and the plant is hungies. And so the iron is so the plant's like me hungry, mm-hmm. and but the soil's like no, this is my iron. <laughs> cough. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but the chelating agent comes around and is like, hey, plant, I got you. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and so it takes the sticky, um, it takes the sticky out bond and goes. <laughs> And now the plant, like the plant, want like it can now like free flow in the water. Okay. So it's the kind of a, the the organic agent of like the chelating agent is now like around uh, the iron because it oh. essentially like monches around the iron. Okay. And now it can like flow about in the water and go wee, and so now the plant can like suck it up, and it can like easily break down the chelating agent. Like that's no big deal. Okay. So this, um, so it is dealing with, if I may paraphrase this mm-hmm. for the layman, um, it, it has to do with nutrient absorption of the plant. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. But it was like, how well are metals absorbed in like actual like forest soils with like certain kinds of trees? Okay. So... And it's over like a set period of time. Like my research took place over like 50 year period. And so I just. You look so young. I know. Thank you. (laughs) I moisturize. Uh, I took it from one person and then was passing it along to another person. Um, And it also had to do with like leaf litter. There were like other aspects to it, too. Okay. uh, Because it had to do also with like addition and subtraction like into the soil. Okay. Um, there's, uh, there were other smaller projects in with it. Unfortunately, it all burned down. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. We had big forest fires here. 
last summer. Oh, yeah, those are two summers I ago. I hear they're all the rage now. Like all the fours are having the fires. These I days. know. So two two summers ago. So before COVID started, mm-hmm. uh, we had really really bad fires in September, and I um, that, actually, yeah, um, we talked about it on Guardians of Lore. Mm-hmm. We had like a little tiny episode. But yeah, my house almost burned down. That's, that was cool. That's she says. Awesome. <laughs> she yeah. says remembering having flashbacks of packing her <laughs> up and running away. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so all of my research burned down. That was great. Ray. Okay. Me. All that work. It's gone now. It, all, all gone. It all gone. All gone. All gone. It's dead so, to me. <laughs> so... So were you like finding any trends before everything burnt down? <laughs> like it was, it was still in the earlier phases. Kind of. It was kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Not really. Arr. I don't know. It was part of a larger project that I hadn't really started. I just was kind of put into it. Uh, My okay. advisor was kind of a. So. So there's that. She was, I was not warned about her when I started my project. There's a lot of. Moving on. So. (laughs) Things I don't want to say. Yeah. Yeah. That I shouldn't say. Well, that's, that's no fun. It was a good experience that I learned a lot about. (laughs) She says the dead eyes. (laughs) Because that's what you're supposed to say, right? Yep. Yeah, I know that. I yeah. So I had to argue with my committee to even get things signed. Like I almost didn't finish. Jeez. It was really the nice kind of stuff. So I don't really work in that area because, like, I don't feel like I should because it was like so tenuous. Oh boy. Uh, I just like yeah. And then there's also the whole, like, I am offered more jobs if it's not even on my resume. Really? Yeah. Well, so be it. All right. So aside from... Women in science. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sad. Uh, well, as I mentioned, I was my wife's arm candy at GSA. Do you have Do you any... Know? Do you f- have fond memories of GSAs? I love GSA. Okay, GSA let's talk about that. That's happier. Okay. Uh, well, it was nice. Unfortunately, um, it's in San Francisco, okay. which is where I'm from. So, oh. yeah. So whenever I went with my friends, they'd be like, hey, take us to all your hangouts. I'd be like, do you want to see my parents' house? I mean, <laughs> we could just go home. Like, it's down the street. Just went down the street to go see my parents. So I brought many people home to my parents' house. <laughs> my parents have made food for them before, and they have slept on my like parents' floor because so. of, because that's what parents do. And I'm already like foreseeing that with my my boys are two and five right now, and I'm already like prepping myself like what am I going to make these kids when they come over because inevitably. Being a younger brother myself, I have an older brother, the only way my parents fed us was being of Italian descent and just copious amounts of pasta. That's my the mom only made us spaghetti. That's, that's the only way that she could have, because we both ran distance track, like oh. endurance track, yeah. 
the only way. It was just like by stock in <laughs> whatever pasta maker was around. All the carbs. All the oh carbs. My gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. It sounds so good though. Oh, so yeah. Oh, I loved it. That's also kind of the reason why growing up in uh, the, the area that I live in, uh, in upstate New York, was heavily um, settled by Italian immigrants back in like ye old stereotypical Ellis Island days. Like my dad mm-hmm. came through Ellis Island. Wow. Oh, yeah. They like during. So I am the second son of my dad's second marriage. So he actually was born in this rural speck of a commune in Italy. I'll give you a second to process that. That's at so your... cool. Oh yeah. But like also, what? Oh yeah. Oh no. My my dad was a tobacco farmer for the Italian government in the like late 1930s, early 1940s. What? He had. He went to a one a stereotypical one room schoolhouse where the great. He told me like the grades were set up in what row you sat in in the schoolhouse. I mean that makes sense. Hmm. And, like, so the, having conversations with my father was, like, really difficult as I embraced more and more embraced my inner nerd because I was, like, trying to go off and find, like, all this, like, science stuff, all the tech stuff, all that. And my dad um, was ridiculed by his grandfather growing up because there was so much work to do on the farm. Why are you going to school? He only made it to um... fifth grade before his parents pulled him out of school to race tobacco for the Mussolini regime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's so sad. Wow. Where was I going? I, I just went off on this massive tangent. I don't know, tangent. but that's really cool, though. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, pasta. Yeah. So in, in my town, we have all the alphabet soup names that all end in I. All like so many Italians. We have pizza places like Chef Seattle. Uh, do, do, do you do not speak such things in my presence. That's <laughs> the only Italian I speak in my house. And I never understood like the rest of the worlds or the rest of the general uh, United States infatuation with Italian food. Like if if you're watching a TV show and they say like, oh, we're going off for Italian tonight. Oh, molto bene. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> like, oh, normal my, my food. Ooh. Yeah, I'm like, it's I, I there's tons that I, I don't I don't get it. So yeah, the the pasta thing growing up is you know my dad would make a stock pot, yay tall <laughs> of of sauce. The way that he made it, he would put in the crushed tomatoes, the tomato paste, and then he would fill the rest of it with, like, chunks of beef, cut up sausage, meatballs, and he would simmer that for, like, six hours. So, like, let all the juices <laughs> meld it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so good. Uh, oh, yeah. So, that's my experience with Italian food. It's like, we didn't do the... Um, anything fancy there there was nothing cosmopolitan in my house it was all like the very mm-hmm. rustic stuff it sounds so good yeah, it was <laughs> it was but well, we need to get back on track man this is gonna 
if I don't this say it's fun, whatever. <laughs> I'm having a good time. Good. We don't uh, have to be on track. This is the podcast, man. Oh, Just let man. it happen. I'm trying to get away from my two hour episodes, though. <laughs> I've been doing good keeping them to an hour, but that, that that's the way that podcast goes. So I too many thoughts at the same time. Uh Joined I have really a, bad ADHD, so Oh, just, we're we're doomed. We're, <laughs> we're doomed. doomed. <laughs> when people try to get into podcasting, All I the dopamine, them, man. Yeah. Like I've talked to them, like, how do you stay on track? I'm like, you don't. You don't. And, and when you do a podcast, like, don't write out a script. I have no idea how people do overly produced or overly scripted podcasts. I just don't get it. I have a story for you later. Okay. The office that I work in, they've started doing their own like internal podcasts or attempting it. And it's as overly corporate and sanitized as you would expect it to be. But what's hilarious to me is that they are so blatantly scripted that they have these scripted um, banter. You know what I mean? Hey, Jan. Wow, that's a great question. Let me get back to you on that one. <laughs> Please. Like, no. Podcasts are conversational. You script nothing. Uh, the, sh- uh, the show you notes. You tell when it's scripted so and they're having that banter and it hurts me. It's so obvious. Like, my show notes, throw up the air quotes there, is an outline. And that is just so that we have something to talk about during the show, that we have actual topics and articles and something to, you know, have something about. Oh, that yeah, I forgot a, that you even made this. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oopsies. Oh. Nah, it's, it is strictly there for us to just like, hey, here's some stuff worth talking about. If we get to it, cool. If not, meh. But um, so speaking of podcasts, I'm going to keep this going a little bit as best as I can. No, you've got two of them going on. Technically three. Okay, so what's Destiny Lore Audio File is technically a podcast. <sighs> Indeed. Indeed. Technically. How's, how's that latest episode coming? It's a lot of editing. Is it? Yeah, I don't have everyone's audio yet, so I'm still oh, like, love <laughs> I'm still waiting for everyone's audio, but I can get a bunch of stuff done. Rindle does all of like the magic-y stuff. Mm-hmm. I can just clean things up. I don't trust myself to do magic stuff. I do a lot of listening to it and then criticizing him and then making him change it. <laughs> That's my job. The final result <laughs> is absolutely amazing. So I, I have produced been... everything. <laughs> He's the magic. He he does the magic. Yeah, I just am producer. Hey, it it's work. Whatever is getting done on the backside, it it, yeah. it is working. So Destiny Lore audio file. I know I've mentioned this a few times, and it has been a heck of a ride. It started off. Uh, Green started it off, and it was just basically audio book, straight reading, single narrator for the lore books found within the game of destiny and it worked but life is what it is and green got overwhelmed with things 
and then you and Rindle took it over? Um, More? she gave it to me, and then I said, "Hey, Rindle, <laughs> do you want to edit this?" Help. I said, "Help!" I said, "Hey, do you want to edit this?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, cool." All right, yeah, sure. Because nice. I'm like, I have a vision. <laughs> And he's like, cool, <laughs> let's do it. All right, and let's so do it. That's what happened. Nice. Yeah. And we have gone from just a single narrator reading a book to it is a full-blown audio drama. It is the Destiny lore books turned into an audio drama. Would you? Yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have uh, in future books, we have Anubis and uh, Tej from Rooster Teeth coming on to act with us and some other people. I'm really excited. Oh my God, it's going to be so cool. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's going to be fun. The last one that was produced or released um, was that Captain's Log? With Callus yeah. and Katabasis. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, I mean, I know I said it in our little Discord, but the the reader who did the ghost. Oh, that was Chuck. Chuck. Amazing mental breakdown. I lament for Chuck's brain because I don't know what dark place they went to <laughs> to get that level of hysteria towards the end, but I am thankful for it and I am thankful for the art that it produced. Chuck is a professional voice actor uh, who does Termino with me and um, I'm, I'm the voice actor producer for Termino. So I produce all of the voice okay. actor stuff for them. So I'm their producer. So, so all over the place. That's how I um, met all of the voice actors and pulled them into this. Okay. I'm like, hey guys, <laughs> do you want to do this thing with me? <laughs> and they're like, okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm slowly pulling them all over. <laughs> There's like about 30 of them. So oh, really? I just have to keep working on them. So I have heard is it Termino? Termino, yeah. Termino? Okay, so I yeah. heard about that Termino. when it was first yeah. starting up. What? Mm -hmm. Tell We're me We're still about working it. on it. Termino okay. is a, it's a machinima project. Okay. Um, That we have a bunch of actually like vaulted planets that we did a bunch of like recording on. Mm -hmm. So it'll be cool because it's a bunch of vaulted stuff that yeah. you can't see anymore that we have. Like we did stuff um, from like crown of sorrow. Okay. And so there's a bunch of stuff from that. There's a bunch of stuff from menagerie. Oh, um, menagerie is so cool. Oh, there's a bunch of stuff. That. There's stuff from IO. There's stuff from uh, a bunch of vaulted crucible maps. Okay. And um, there's it's there's Leviathan stuff I think that we have a bunch of scenes from Leviathan. So um, it's more. So what is the vision for Tremino? Uh, Tremino's vision. It's kind of like a. As much as I can talk about it. Okay. It's not one. It's 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 a thing. It's a thing. It's a destiny yeah. thing. Okay. It's a destiny thing. A, no, it's, a, it's um, it's kind of the interaction between guardians and their ghosts and different factions of guardians and how they interact. Oh, cool. Is as vague as I can make it. No, no it 
I get it. I get it. Spoiling things. Okay, so we stop there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've mentioned focus fire chat, so you e. got hmm? yay, they yeah. yeah, yeah, yay, yay. So I actually had green on several months ago. Oh, so good. yo, oh, it was so lovely, so lovely of a person. And oh, now I got green. you, and you're so lovely. So now I need to get blue on at some point. <laughs> but yeah, he. He, he's not quite as active <laughs> in the Discord. And I know he, he's been dealing with some stuff recently. Well, he had a baby. Well, his yeah, wife had a baby. Yeah, they, have an, they have an infant. Oh. And it was a preemie. And Take care of baby. Take yeah. care. Nope, nope, nope. Take care of baby. So uh, The rest um, of us will be here. The rest of the community will be here. Take care yeah, of baby. And, they... Between his office, like the really bad storm that we had um, last winter, or at least in like the Midwest, had a really bad storm and like pipe burst right above his office and flooded it. And I heard about that. Destroyed everything. <sighs> and so fighting um, like all of the different contractors and the insurance people. And that took like nine months. Like the entirety of his wife's pregnancy was like fighting contractors and like trying to get his office fixed. It was a nightmare. So by the time that finished, like Anna was having her baby because he wanted to get back into his office like right before she had her baby. But then she had her baby like right as he was moving his stuff in because the baby was early. Take care of baby. Take care. I actually so. just had a conversation with um, someone on another Discord. How uh, he's he's trying to get some projects together, but some life stuff just happened to him. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, you put your side projects on hold. Take care of self because you need to be in a good place before you can expand on anything. Yeah. Other, you get overwhelmed very quickly. Mm-hmm. That happens. That definitely happens. But I'll get him yeah. someday. <laughs> he is very not in any Discord. He's only in DMs. Mm-hmm. He's not even in our own Discord. Inconsiderate. No, he left our Discord and then wondered why we didn't notice for like three weeks. And I'm like, because you never typed in our Discord. Of course, I'm not going to notice that you've left because you're here, never like, online. Like, yeah, here, let me go check the chat history. Let oh, me look, go nothing. check and see if you're like in Discord. No, you're not. Like, you're never online, so I'm not going to see that you're not in Discord suddenly. Like, I don't see when you leave. Like, <sighs> oh dear. We have our own like super secret sneaky chat. Is what the Focus Fire chat. Like, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's called. <laughs> I don't know why we call it that, but it is. Yeah, we'll go with it. We'll, we'll, we'll let know. that ride. I don't we're know try, We're doing like an episode a month now. Um, and that's pretty much like as much as we can do just because of the holidays and baby and oh, yeah. schedules. And Green has her own company mm-hmm. she's running. And that's just like a lot of work. It so is. Yeah. We're doing what we can. Mm-hmm. Out of all of us, I'm the least busy. <laughs> And that's saying something. Uh, is, is this Blue's first child? Second. Second child. Okay. Ah, he's fine. Yeah. Minion <laughs> is, I think, six. Okay. Um, all, all the cliches of the second child are yeah. true. Every single one of them. 
every single really? one of them. Oh, it's it's terrible. It's like it really is. With your first child, you disinfect everything, and everything needs to be perfect or as close as you can get. My wife and I were a bit older when we had our first child, but um, we still like make sure this is sad. Make sure this is sad. Mm-hmm. Number two comes around. It's like, are you dead? Then shut up. <laughs> Like, like, there's not too much visible grime <laughs> on whatever it is that he dropped on the floor. Yeah, he can oh have my gosh! It. It's fine. yeah, uh huh, yeah. It it really is. It's mm-hmm. you realize that while they are squishy <laughs> and uh and very temperamental, <laughs> right? They're, they're, yeah, they're surprisingly durable. Yeah surprisingly yeah. durable and resilient to a lot of things so it's yeah they're they'll be fine he'll be fine he'll be fine yeah so let's get into this one topic that in the show notes i have uh, tagged as the main story so this will be our tech discussion <laughs> big name what i have in the show notes is an article from ars technica mm. i love them because they can do like higher end stuff but kind of like dumb it down to us dummies and to the common folk but ooh, yeah i'm looking at your facial expression nfts are going to be a big part of games future I want to throw something. Yeah, and one of the reasons why I put this on, I've been seeing NFTs thrown around all over the place. I really don't know exactly how they work, but I read up on a little bit, so I have a pretty good idea. But you seem to be pretty competent in this, so go. Uh... (laughs) What, What is an NFT, and why do we hate them so much? Um, so they're collectible digital assets that hold value, just like physical art holds value. So like, so do NFTs. So, um, they're a lot like cryptocurrencies, like Bitcoin and Ethereum, but they're completely unique, quote unquote. Right. And they can exchange like, like for like, uh, which is where like non-fungible starts to make sense. So... (sighs) It's like, I hate NFTs because they're like, it's digital art. I'm like, I can screenshot it and now it's not. Yeah. Like, make actual art. But if you want to, this is my problem because they're saying it's non-fungible because it's a part of the blockchain. So it Mm -hmm. is like technically its own thing because it has a digital trace on it. It is a unique thing because it has a blockchain like code on it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it is it has a, a location and it, you can trace it to its own whatever but at the same origin. yeah wherever its origin is but at the same time it's like the problem is that like we don't know what the longevity of NFTs are not and, even close yeah and so a lot of people are convinced that they're here to stay especially with like the with Facebook's like metaverse popping up. Which is a whole nother thing that I'm like, why would you name it that? Like, have you 
Like, are like, you doing this on purpose? Like, have you seen like any ooh, sci-fi movie? Any? Why would you name it Metaverse? Like, that's what the bad people name it. Like, are you the bad person? It is literally the same name. <sighs> uh, I read what's it called? Snow Crash by yeah, yeah Steve Stevenson. I think that's his name. Yeah. Like every sci-fi universe, every cyberpunk, every futuristic yeah. fictional mm-hmm. universe mm-hmm. has a version of the metaverse, and it's always terrible. Oh, yeah. Every oh, yeah. single one is terrible. Yeah. And we're like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. But like in NFTs, there is the non-fungible token. That's like what NFT stands for. Mm-hmm. So like in their like essentially pick crew bullshit. Like garbage, pixelated nightmare monkey, like yacht club monkey token art. <sighs> I am so tired of like seeing like the yacht club monkey nightmare ape show up on Twitter. Like I want to uh, just, I want to delete people whenever I see it because they're like, I bought this for five hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, are you made of dumb? But I mean, cool fine whatever it obviously you just have way too much money to that's what it's know what to do to, with yeah that's what it seemed to me so <sighs> is it apparently st- i don't know it's just like there's a tiny little there's a tiny little piece of data stored in every single picture mm-hmm. like that's attached to the blockchain so it like it's just establishes like proof of purchase and uniqueness right like this yeah. is this is a one-of-a-kind file yeah, so like my picture behind me, that's my symmetry painting that I got from a Resolute. There's a oh. certificate on the back of it that okay. says like I bought it from him and he signed it. And then if I sell it to someone else for whatever the price is that I sell it, that's like a certificate of I sold it now for this much money. And, and the proof of like the price has gone up or down depending on however much I sold it for. Mm-hmm. So that's just like that is the digital that's the asset proof mm-hmm. that I sold it for. It's the same kind of idea. Okay. So it's attached come, to it. It's it's really hard to see this not come into gaming. And who who said that they were gonna do it? Was it Ubisoft? I think so. Um let me look. Yeah. So I have it open on my other screen. That was another thing I did today. Finally got the office set up so I can have my dual screen again. Was it Planet Wars? Maybe. EA. There we go. Oh, FIFA. Looks like they're getting ready to do it with FIFA. Well, there was one game that was coming out that was like fully based in blockchain. And with farm resources, expand your settlement and fight your enemies in the first play-to-earn game based on a revolutionary NFT concept. Oh, dear God. It all sounds very much so like people with way too much money, and they want to show it off. Are we going to bring this back to face? I don't... Kind of, (laughs) maybe. Like, I don't understand why... They want you to have like an NFT in the game unless it's a way to buy a cosmetic. That's what I'm thinking. And that's the only way I can see this happening and not just completely upsetting whatever balance may occur within the game. Because I cannot imagine 
well, I can't imagine, sadly, but like if they were to have a a gun. Mm-hmm. For sake of conversation, Destiny. There is someone made, they decided to make a gun. It is going to be the only one in existence. And to get it, someone had to pay something stupid. A Telesto sidearm. That would be amazing. (laughs) I want it. I mean, in some ways, I think it's kind of cool because, you know, within... You know, games and game lore. There's like this one legendary item, this one whatever mm-hmm. helmet of arcane whatever. Eyes Luna is coming back. It's yeah. you can only have one. So, <laughs> but like, it, there's only one in existence. So yeah. it kind of like makes sense. And we accept certain breaks in the reality or the universe where it's like, uh. Drifter saying, hey, that's the last word. No, there's only one last word. Yeah. Uh, hand cannon in the existence. But then it's like every Guardian has one. Right. Uh, I think the uh, Viva La Dirt League actually did a, one of their skits on that where like you come back from whatever amazing quest and you go to the quest giver. It's like this uh, long sought after uh, legendary amulet or whatever there's only one and i will bestow it onto you and like the next player is behind them <laughs> to, to uh, complete that same quest and he's like uh <laughs> precious amulet only one in existence type of thing but if that item proves any type of advantage like fan base is gonna rage really hard really quick right i can only see it happening for cosmetics for things you buy in like the digital store i can't see it happening for like i'm gonna buy this chair in skyrim like and now this is my chair and no one else can have it like but if you're gonna buy a cosmetic and this specific cosmetic in your game is now yours. So now it's easily tied to your gamer tag, let's say. Mm-hmm. So now this NFT is tied to whatever blockchain is now tied to, like, I'm Burnished Orchid on Xbox. So now it's has Burnished Orchid attached to it. Mm-hmm. So it can only go to my account. And no other account can have it. So now when I go to... A different Xbox, it's there because it's on Burnish Orchid. Got it. I can see that. Like, so whenever I upgrade to a different Xbox or transfer to a different Xbox, or I'm streaming to like my phone and playing like in the cloud, I still have all my stuff because I'm just logged into my account. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see that being a possibility, but other than that, I see no use for them. Is anyone going to care? See, I don't know if it's a status thing. Like, I see it more if they're actually going to use it as, like, a utility to be, like, here's your stuff that you bought in Eververse. Because it's it's not going to be a unique item. Everyone's going to have the same one. I think it's just unique based on, like, your account is attached to this item. Mm -hmm. They can all look the same, but they're going to be unique solely based on the blockchain, not on how they look. So I think we're confusing, like, gaming NFTs and, like, actual Mm. NFTs. Yeah, because I was expecting... They're super bad for the environment, though. Are they? Yeah. 
because like farming like oh, so farming ethereum crypto. farming okay. crypto is super bad for the environment i never got into any of the cryptos i know they exist i know there's a whole wide variety of different cryptos out there i actually first heard about bitcoin in like oh four oh five in college mm-hmm. and it was this it was really weird and one of my friends who were like super deep into the computing world told me about it. He's like, yeah, there's this like weird currency, uh, Bitcoin, and it's super expensive. And basically it's just traded on the black market for other illicit things. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. I'm just going to avoid this in all of its entirety. And then like mm-hmm. 10 years later, I was like, hey, have you ever heard of Bitcoin? I'm like, nope. <laughs> But now it's being traded, farmed, and there's countless clones, duplicates, other crypto. I like Dogecoin. I think it was made just to troll (laughs) the other ones. But then they're like, oh crap, it became a thing. Mm -hmm. And is is Ethereum the same thing? It's another cryptocurrency? Um, Ethereum, they're all cryptocurrencies. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Sure, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Whatever rocks. Yeah. See, I don't know what the heck is going to come with these NFTs. I know I'm not going to be purchasing any of them uh, in the foreseeable future, if at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've purchased a few cosmetic items with you know the real money, but it's mainly like Destiny Two has become my main game because. Mm-hmm content continuously comes out for it it's a game that i'm familiar with and i can drop it and pick it up with huge lapses in between and pick up right where i left off right it's really convenient oddly enough for a very casual lifestyle because i can drop it come back and every franchise has its toxicity with its community but my (laughs) so true everyone does every single one does but destiny i found to be really nice and i still think it's due to its inherent cooperative nature particularly like for the pve like you Mm -hmm. have to work together there is no there is no going through the open world and Mm -hmm. you know spawn killing noobs nope like it's strictly crucible Strictly mm-hmm. the PvP, which is completely separate from everything yep. else. There's no like, oh, hey, there's a new guy who just joined, or uh, he just started the game. We're in the uh, start game area. I happen to be in, but I'm going to go kill him because I'm a jerk. Like you, you can't do that. And what I've found mostly is that if a more veteran player sees a newer player, they're more apt to just help them with whatever they happen to be working on. Like if there's a bunch of you know low level characters and they're getting into their first public event, and you get that one <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. super guardian flying in from the yeah, outside, like exactly. I got you. <laughs> so that definitely helps. And for that reason, yeah, I'll drop you know the twenty five dollar fifty dollar gift card every now and again. It'll last me like a year or so. Because I want whatever that seasonal armor set is. Or yeah. uh, I was playing with my brother one time. He lives down in Florida. Oh. 
Mm. And it was about this time. Well, it was getting closer to Christmas. He still hasn't gotten me anything yet. And we were looking through the Eververse store and, uh, one of the seasonal emotes was really funny. So he's like, you know what, dude? Check it. I'm going to send you $50 to your PayPal right now. <laughs> you can take that, drop that into Eververse, go get that emote. Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's so nice of you. So, so I got me some emotes, got me some other things. And Aww. I, I don't... We'll give them that one. We'll give them that one. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> this is the same brother. Uh, I did post one of my Facebook interactions with him on the Discord. Oh. Oh, for my birthday. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, same okay. brother. That, that's how okay. we can align that. <laughs> that checks. My brother so, and I are the same, though. So that, that, That's the way. That's <laughs> what siblings are. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, so I don't mind paying real money for the occasional cosmetic item. That's fine. But when I hear some of the ludicrous numbers for some of these NFTs, I can't I, be bothered. I can't. I, I don't think stuff in game is going to be $1,000. I can't imagine that it's going to be that way. It's. I could almost see it happening just because there's going to be someone or some crew of people who are going to have more money than they know what to do with. It's going to get up there. Yeah. Someone will buy it. Probably. Some some rich kid. (laughs) I'm trying not to get too cynical, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. It, there's too much money to be made in it, is what I think. I think there's the potential for exorbitant income, <laughs> quick cash is the the potential is too strong for companies to ignore it. Yeah, uh, that's what I say. All right, so we are going to move on, excuse me, to the final section of this final segment of the podcast. We're going to get to questions, and we have one audience question, and it is actually from the Focus Fire Chat Facebook. Oh, we have a Facebook? You have a Facebook, yes. (laughs) I'm not on Facebook, so I wouldn't know. (laughs) Okay. So uh, I posted this on all my socials, including Facebook, and Focus Fire Chat, because I tagged them in the post, asked this question. Oh, no. If Hemlock is poisonous and you are a paper chewer, how many magazine covers does one need to eat to cause damages to your liver? Uh, Well... One, you shouldn't be eating magazine covers. It's a really bad idea. Yeah, start with Two, that. <laughs> he's saying that because it's glossy magazine covers are usually made out of Western hemlock because they lay really nice. Yeah. 
go on. So there's actual. <clears throat> this isn't yeah. just straight up trolling. No, there, it's there's actual information in here. Yeah, because I've told, I've talked to Blue about this before. Blue and green. I because knew it was Boston, blue. Yeah, it's blue and green. It was, Boston, it was probably green, actually. Uh, okay. Glossy magazine covers are usually made out of Western hemlock because they lay really nicely in the paper maker. Okay. And they make really, really smooth paper, like especially for magazine covers, because when you coat them uh, for glossy paper, mm -hmm. um, hemlock is the nicest for coating. But it's a mix. It's not just hemlock. And every single paper maker has their own blend. And it's like a very secretive blend. And you don't tell anybody what it is. Because that's the that's the point. That's why your paper is good. Because you've not told anybody what your blend is. <laughs> that's what's so secretive. That's my job. All right. All right my job so, is coming up with blends for other companies. So this is why you're unable <laughs> to literally talk what about my job. That's why I can't talk about what my job is. Because my job is literally coming up with blends for other companies. <laughs> oh my god. So when I make paper like by hand at work, it's because I'm coming up with blends of paper for other companies. <laughs> That's pretty much my job. <laughs> All right. So for the sake of this question, let's say four. <laughs> I mean, you could probably eat a hundred and you'd be fine. <laughs> But I'd be more worried about like all the ink that you're eating before I'd be worried about the hemlock in the paper. Ugh. Because the hemlock, the thing in the hemlock has been cooked out in the pulping process. So really you're only getting the cellulose because the it's the oil in the hemlock and the hemlock leaves is the thing that's actually going to kill you. Okay. It's not actually just the cellulose in the paper. So you'll be fine. Okay, good. So eat all the paper you want. So, so eat all the magazine covers. I mean, don't. <laughs> the ink Whoops. is really bad for you. The coatings are not good for you. Like there is <laughs> in those. Don't do it. Don't do it. Bad no, stuff. It smells bad. real bad. <laughs> I it believe smells, that. It smells super bad in there. And also, in the, I don't like going in the compositing place because there's just knives flying everywhere. Like, I have to have my really? hair tied back, like, really tightly because there's knives everywhere. <laughs> like, I can't go Why are in there. Why are there knives? What, because that's how that? stuff is cut. And the <laughs> knives are just, like, they're flying everywhere. And just, like, in the warehouse, it's all, like, automated. So, like, all of the automated, like, little trolley dudes are just, like, driving around all over the place. And they don't know where humans are. They don't f care where you are because they're robots. Because there's robots driving everywhere and there's knives flying everywhere. And I'm just like, ah. so, I don't like going in there. If I don't have to go in there, I'm not going to. It's like straight up edge of tomorrow going on in there. Mm. Stick and move, Orchid. Stick and move. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's very scary. All right, well, now we'll get into uh, the final five questions. So these are the okay. final five questions that I ask every podcast guest, and nope. they range from irrelevant to irreverent. First two oh, okay. are always the same. Last three have a theme. So oh. question number one, coffee or tea? Um, I like pumpkin spice latte, but mostly Chinese green tea. Okay. Is the pumpkin spice, do you keep that strictly for the autumnal season or is that a yes. year-round thing? Because I do it. No, that is autumnal season because that's the only time I can get it. Okay. But I will, towards the end of the season, buy like a bunch of pumpkin spice creamer if I can because that 
glass ages and then i'll just like buy a bunch of it and i'll hoard it like in my refrigerator and i'll be like this is mine and then i'll have it to like may and i'll be like yes is it, is it one of like, those... it's just like good until may oh yeah and then i'll just oh, yeah. have it I was gonna say, and then it... i'll be like yes <laughs> and then i'll have like pumpkin spice like sort of like generalized flavored coffee until may so it's not good, good. it's trash but it's not it's like <laughs> I'm not apologetic of the fact that I have a not good taste and I like it and I'm super I, basic. I, I wear Uggs and a polar fleece jacket and I drive a Subaru. So, I mean, like, get wrecked, guys. I like scented candles. <laughs> f*** off. Oh, I have come to accept so many things that I would have, my, my punk rock youth would have been so appalled of. So appalled. Or you know whatever earlier version of me would have been like, oh, such a consumer, such a I was like this in high school. <laughs> I've never changed. <laughs> Good. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, any particular tea that you prefer? Um, I like Mangding Gan Lu is my favorite tea, and that is the oldest green tea ever in production in China. The weebness continues. It's it's been around for like three thousand years or something. Oh, really? From like the same mother plant in the Mengding region, and I know I'm not pronouncing that right because, like I told you, my Chinese is garbage. <laughs> but um, my like wish is one day there's uh um there's I get all of my tea from uh, Seven Cups in Arizona. Because they in they import all of their tea from like small, um, I wouldn't say like artisanal, but like small kind of organic farms in China rather than like the bigger ones. Okay. So they nice. treat their they treat their farmers correctly and mm-hmm. their workers correctly. So you know it's not like more slave labor. Big fan of fair trade. I have a real big problem with Chinese slave labor. <laughs> <laughs> It's a different topic for later. Okay. <laughs> but um they they do a tea tour every year in about nice. April. Um and they only take like ten people. Okay. Uh if or really? not less. Yeah. It's very few people that they'll take. But they go to all these like really small um Chinese farms, like out in the middle of nowhere. And the, like you can like meet the farmers and like see their like their tea houses like out on like on these mountains and like in like all these different provinces and it's super cool and i really want to do that one day <laughs> it sounds really dumb but i want to do that no do <laughs> it like absolutely do want to do it it's just like i want to go up into like the mountains of china and like go see these like these really small like tea houses mm-hmm. and like go see like the mother tree of like all like chinese tea and like go see how they roast like oolong and no that sounds fabulous i just want to be like the weird white girl that does that i just i want to go do that and that is like my biggest fear of traveling and i don't know what we're gonna do now that we've got uh kids but like I would love to do the off the beaten path. I would have to have a guide though. Like I'd have to do like a guided tour mm-hmm. of something. Yeah. Because I am so deathly afraid of being the stereotypical ugly American. 
Like I like I know I'm gonna stick out. I've only been overseas once. Uh and that was for a cousin's wedding, and we went to we went to Ireland and Scotland. So still English speaking. Mostly. <laughs> so, a couple of times the, the uh the accent, the brogue got to me a little bit and it, it was a little difficult for some yeah. of the bar patrons. But even then, like I stepped out into the street and it was like American <laughs> American. Yeah. It, it, I stuck out pretty bad. So I would love to do one of those cultural or historical tours. I'd have to go as a group, but absolutely. And going to like that far off the beaten road and in a tour group of only like at most 10 people sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's a super small group and it's led by people who are from that area. Mm -hmm. And it's just they do it every year. And like so they know all the farmers. Mm -hmm nice and they buy tea from them so like i really want to do it they didn't do it this past year because of covid but they're starting to do them again and Mm. i really want to go okay (laughs) all right so question number two is we know you play video games but do you play any tabletop games no oh i'm not a tabletop gamer Mm. i everyone's like do you like D &D?" i'm like no i hate it <laughs> i hate D and people are like why because i find it really boring i can see that i can see that like, i haven't played I, since the late 90s i had really bad experiences playing it in college and um the only time i ever had like a fairly okay experience was with my ex and his friends and they were all like improv comedians <laughs> Oh boy. And so it's like a very different experience playing with people who are that creative and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Gotcha. So um I would not ever want to play it again. And, and watching other people play it is not enjoyable to me. Even it doesn't matter if it's critical role or anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather like gouge my eyes out with a melon baller. Okay. All right. So no. No. <laughs> okay. And on to the final three. And the one thing about you that we have not yet discussed on this recording is your love of otters. (laughs) Yes. There was no way we were going to get through this show without mentioning that. So the last there. Oh, boy. So, hi. Does that one have a name? No. Okay. Fair enough. So, question number three: Do you use an OtterBox for your phone? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do. Okay. Good. Uh, question number four: I use four. OtterBox Defender. Oh. It's thinner, and I uh, like it, and it's clear, so I can see my. I have a bear bread sticker and a strawberry milk sticker on the back of my phone. So it's a bear. I see. Strawberry milk. Got it. Ah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Barry Mill. Yeah. That's so great. <laughs> so. Lol. <laughs> no. The friends at the office who love puns. I am so. I am so. I'm going to. 
<laughs> I need to find a picture of a bear, and I'm going to grab like a fistful of straws from the cafeteria and be like, eh, eh, straw, berry. Get it? Straw- <laughs> oh, but, it's this, but it has strawberries and then a bear on it. Okay. It's really cute. <laughs> Question number four. How many references to otters are there in the room that you are currently in? And for the audio-only uh, listeners, Orchid is currently spinning around in her chair, counting all the otters right now. Oh. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. And even but dozen. I can see. <laughs> I might have missed some. Potentially missed some. I know but... I have otter shirts and, like, and like underwear and socks and sweatshirts and jammies okay. like in the back in the back okay. i'm not gonna count those nope 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 those, we'll, we'll, we'll the stick they're to not the... visual i can't see them <laughs> cannot confirm them at this can't at this confirm them if i can't see them they don't exist i'm like an ostrich okay and finally question number five soon it will be the christmas season so, do you own a copy of Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? I've seen it once. Okay. No, I don't own it. That's we'll work on that. I'll see if I can send send you something. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that concludes Oh, got to go to my other screen. There we go. That is all the time we have for this episode. Time for end of show plugs. You can follow me around the internet pretty much anywhere at HyperSyntax. That is H-Y-P-3-R-S-I-N-T-4-X. Or you can follow the podcast directly on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, I was supposed to update this section of notes, but no, I did not do that. Okay, anyway. Oh, no. uh, Oopsie doodles, we'll get there some other time. But I have also started my own uh, Destiny lore videos. I have like three scripts waiting to go. Oh yeah, I've got a full, well I wouldn't say a full, but yeah, I've got several Destiny lore videos. I've been doing mainly recounting and a summary of some of the older books through the lens of what we know now. That's so exciting! Yeah, because I mean the the, the I lore... I can't wait to see them! I'll I'll send you a few links. Send me links. <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, I first one I did was the Books of Sorrow. I've also done the Forsaken Prince and a Drifter's Gambit. And I have also planned um, for every rose a thorn. <gasps> I love and, that. Yeah, it's a good one. And another Drifter-centric one. Oh. Inquisition of the Damned can't remember offhand but i've got it i have like four videos like ready to go i just need to actually record the audio for them mm-hmm. so yep that is at youtube.com slash c slash video game crosstalk and as for my guest orchid where can our beautiful listeners follow you around uh you can find me on twitter at hey it's orchid you can follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash hey it's orchid i usually stream mondays and thursdays around 7 30 p.m pacific and sometimes on saturdays if i'm not working insane hours because uh, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> i work weekends a lot uh you can also find me on guardians of lore and focus fire chat and destiny lore audio file you can find all those on your podcatcher of choice uh, Spotify is the thing that we tweet out, but you can find me on anywhere on wherever you can find podcasts. Got it. So awesome. 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 Yeah. 
And finally, if you are a gamer or know a gamer that wants to talk some tech and science news, let me know. Do you know of some tech news you'd like to hear discussed? Do you have any other general questions you'd like to hear answered on the show? Let me know either by responding to one of my socials or use the hashtag AskVGXT. Don't forget to like, review, subscribe, and share this podcast all over your social media accounts, and we can be found on your favorite podcast listening service. Woo! Does this sound rehearsed? Because it is. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way to do it. (laughs) It is rehearsed, and I have a script on my other screen. So, uh, one last time, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And Orchid, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. I had such a good time. We were all over the place. That was great. I again. I loved it. it just that that's the way podcasts work. I love it. It's great. That's how it should be. (laughs) Ah, so good, so good. So, question of the episode, what are your thoughts on NFTs? Is it the inevitable progression of our technologically-centric society? And will they be more beneficial or detrimental to the world of gaming and entertainment? Or are they garbage pit crews that are made by (laughs) dumb people? And can you just screenshot them and just make them obsolete immediately? Please support your local artists by buying art that's physical that you can put in your house. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to agree with Orchid on this one. Yeah, support your local artist. Uh, and a quick shout out to my Patreon Fire Team members, Susan Mays and Leon Rossi. Thank you so much for supporting me. And in the words of David Bowie, I don't know where I'm going from here, but I promise it won't be boring. Bye.